Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. here welcome to the ice guys presented by national hockey now friday november 18th ian cameron with you uh, on this friday slate with just one game on tap the nhl schedule makers continue to just uh be uh, ridiculous with this unbalanced schedule how you put on a slate with 13 games on thursday you end up with just one fucking game on friday it makes no sense to me i get it tuesdays thursdays saturdays uh, are the days uh, on the nhl slate uh, where uh, there's more games uh, each and every week throughout the season. Those are your three big days. But come on, you can do better than this. You could go 10 games Thursday. You can put four or five on Friday. You don't have to go from 13 to one like this. It's totally absurd, uh, but it is what it is. got to make do with it. Uh, just one game tonight. So this is going to be more of a recap of last night. We will obviously break down Kings and Canucks, and we will be having Jimmy Murphy joining us uh, later on in the show uh, and he will give us a lot of uh, insight with his observations across the NHL, you know, teams, players that are standing out for him uh, in terms of performance so far this season. So we'll have Jimmy joining us here uh, later on in the show. Uh, as far as uh, the schedule here uh, for tomorrow, it's a huge slate. So make sure you're joining us tomorrow uh, for the Saturday show at noon Eastern. Uh, but it will be a huge, huge card coming up uh, on Saturday. Uh, as far as last night goes, uh, it was a pretty good night overall for me with the uh, betting board. More winners than losers uh, for someone that's high volume uh, in every sport pretty much uh, throughout the course of the year. Uh, you end up, uh, you're always happy when you have more wins than losses. For me, it's just, you know, I'm happy with seven and five. I'm happy with eight and six. You know, those kind of uh, win-loss records on a big board a big slate of games, a bigger card. I'm just looking to just grind out profit night in, night out, day in, day out, week in, week out, month at, month by month, year by year. And over time, hopefully that adds up. That's always the goal for me when it comes to the high volume uh, style that I employ. And last night, we definitely uh, had a solid night, profitable night across the board. We'll recap some of these games here uh, to begin. Uh, Columbus with a 6-4 win against Montreal. Uh, the uh, like the over quite a bit in that game. It ended up uh, getting there with a explosion of goals in the third period, six uh, goals in the third period and Columbus getting the six, four victory over Montreal Canadians now starting to struggle just a little bit. And the blue jackets for a team that was just absolutely going through a hell of a tough time. Uh, they've now suddenly won a few games in a row. And to think that they have done this with all the injuries that they have accumulated over the course of the last uh, several uh, games. So you got to give the Jackets credit. You know, their depth is being tested. They've got a lot of their key personnel out of the lineup, but finding ways to win games here, the last uh, few that they have played, uh, beating uh, Philadelphia a couple of times and then a nice win against Montreal six to four last night. 
Uh, Colorado gets the better of Carolina for the second time in just a few days. They won in Denver, and now they return the fate, and now they get another victory in Carolina, 3-2 last night. They get the overtime win uh, over the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, we saw Tampa Bay with a 4-1 to win against Calgary. Back to the same frustration, really, for the Calgary Flames that they had uh, when they were undergoing their losing streak uh, just uh, on the last road trip and before that, where the, the, the performance was solid. They carried the play. They had more chances, more shots on goal than the opponent. You know, played well enough to win the game, but unfortunately uh, weren't able to bury enough of their scoring chances uh, to uh, get the victory. Uh, Vasilevsky was very strong in net. Markstrom, not so much, especially on the back-breaking third goal that he gave up, which was it's just a devastating goal to, gave up, to give up because of the fact that Calgary had just scored a power play goal before that to make it 2-1. to one. They got themselves right back in the game. And normally, you know, in a situation like that, team scores down 2 nothing. they make it 2-1. Usually when you shift after a goal, you know, you're really going to be pressing the other team. You've got a little momentum. Uh, a, 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 basically, a momentum swing is going to come your way. But unfortunately uh, for the uh, Calgary Flames, uh, just a horrid goal to give up uh, by Jacob Markstrom. He's got to make that save. Uh, and it ends up going to 3-1, and Tampa Bay gets the victory from that point on, 4-1 uh, to over Calgary last night. So uh, the mini win streak snap for the Flames. Uh, the Dallas Stars just, uh, and I said they were a live dog uh, against Florida. I thought they were a little, uh, Florida was a little overpriced. Dallas was uh, getting uh, too good of a price. And plus 170 underdogs they were. Uh, they ended up getting the 6-4 to four victory uh, against the uh, Florida Panthers last night. 4 nothing after the first period uh, in that game for the Dallas Stars. Uh, Sergei Bobrovsky chased from the net. Spencer Knight uh, ends up uh, finishing that game for the Florida Panthers. And then uh, Scott Wedgwood gets hurt, and that didn't look good at all. I mean, when you see a goalie basically, you know, in that kind of pain with their back, uh, that is not something you want to see. And Wedgwood ends up having to leave the game, stretchered off the ice as well due to that back injury that he suffered. It did not look good. Uh, we're going to have to wait and see uh, if he uh, got the uh, – if he ends up uh, – how long he's going to be out, rather, with that. So Jake Ottinger, uh, he had to take over for the rest of the game. And uh, Florida made it interesting. In fact, Florida got it back to uh, within um, you know one goal, but they ended up uh, hanging on. They got the empty net goal, and it ended up being a 6-4 to four victory uh, in favor of the uh, F- Dallas Stars in that game. So a uh, nice, uh, nice uh, plus money uh, winner there with the Dallas Stars uh, as an underdog. Boston keeps on rolling at 10 wins now, 10-0 at TD Garden on their home ice this year, 4-1. to Again, with Philadelphia, I mean, effort was, wasn't bad. You know, they, they, they dug in defensively for a large part of that game. But again, the, the offense is drying up. John Tortorella said it again. I'm, I'm basically hearing the same shit from Torts after every game. We got to make more plays. We got to make more plays. He's basically said the same thing for like four or five straight games now after uh, each press conference. And they're not making more plays. Uh, so the, it's not that they're not listening. They're just not capable right now of making more plays. So the Flyers are starting to kind of look like that Flyers team we thought they might be uh, early in the season. They're struggling to win games right now. Uh, how about that Nashville Islanders game? Uh, that total dropped from six to five and a half. And it was probably one of the games that was one of the easiest overs on the entire board the way it played out. The game was 3-1 Nashville. After the first period, they ended up hanging on for a 5-4 victory 
uh, at home over the New York Islanders. So suddenly a little bit of traction here for the Nashville Predators uh, starting to play a little bit uh, better the last few games. And uh, nice to see that, look, they gave up some goals, but the offense came to life. And uh, I'm very proud of mentioning that uh, Yuso Parson, and of course I mentioned him on the uh, show yesterday, uh, two goals and one assist and three points for the Nashville Predators last night. Moved up to that top line center spot. We talked about how maybe he would be a little bit undervalued from a player prop standpoint because of that. And uh, certainly played a great game last night for Nashville. And he's made an impact uh, since he's been up with this uh, Predators team, giving them certainly uh, a big boost. Uh, we saw the Winnipeg Jets with a 3-2 win against the uh, Anaheim Ducks. Very special night in Winnipeg. We talked about this yesterday, inducting two of their former players into the Winnipeg Jets uh, Hall of Fame, uh, if you will. Temu uh, Solane uh, was in attendance as long with uh, Teppo Newmanen. Hello, Newmanen. Uh, Teppo Newmanen was there last night as well, honoring both of those great players uh, for their time and their contributions to the Winnipeg Jets. Now, people will quibble and say, eh, Solane was only there for four seasons, but he, he, I think he's earned it. I mean, he had four of his best seasons in his career, honestly, with the Winnipeg Jets offensively. And he had many, many more great seasons, of course, when he went on to Anaheim later. But, you know, nevertheless, I think he earned that uh, distinction of being uh, inducted to the Jets Hall of Fame. And same, obviously, with Teppo Newman. And Teppo Newman was a stay-at-home, steady, solid defenseman, uh, always seemed to be in good position in his own zone, uh, you know, never out of position, never out of place. Uh, didn't turn the puck over as much as, you know, many defensemen we see these days in the NHL. So very deserving, both of them. And the Jets got off to a little bit of a slow start, which sometimes can happen when you have a little ceremony before the game. But uh, Kyle Connor, who was struggling mightily early in the season offensively, struggling no more. Patrick gets all three goals for the Winnipeg Jets last night in that three to two victory. He knew it was only a matter of time, obviously did not. The puck was not going in for him for a large part of the first month of the season. But boy, certainly going in for him now. And he gets the hat trick. All three goals for the Jets in their victory against the Anaheim Ducks last night. A Pittsburgh Penguins 6-4 win over Minnesota last night as they get back on track. Uh, congrats to Alex B. Smith um, for his best bet winner there with Pittsburgh 6-4. They beat Minnesota. Um, so not a good performance in net from, uh, Philip Gustafson, as we kind of predicted, we're not, I'm not, I'm certainly not a big fan of him, uh, in between the pipes, uh, wasn't great either from Jari, but a lot of breakdowns around Jari that led to the Minnesota goals in particular. So, you know, I, I didn't mind, uh, many of the goals that went in, uh, against him, but Pittsburgh getting a six, four win there against uh, Minnesota, two teams that desperately, desperately kind of needed a win there and Pittsburgh was able to pick it up. Uh, what a crazy game Washington and St. Louis turned out to be. A 5-4 shootout win for the uh, St. Louis Blues. Uh, to be honest with you, Thomas Grice, I thought, played pretty well when you factor in that Washington was just pelting him with shots. 51 shots on goal for the Washington Capitals in that game. They scored four, 47 saves made by Thomas Grice uh, for the uh, St. Louis Blues last night um, for a guy that's obviously coming off a bad season last year. Uh, someone that's gotten off to a bit of a tough start this year, you know, gave up four goals. Yes, but considering the volume of shots and chances that he faced, not a bad performance overall. It kind of was a rougher performance for Lindgren, giving up just uh, giving up four goals on just uh, 24 shots last night as St. Louis was able to capitalize. But boy, I'm going to tell you what, St. Louis got off to that uh, strong start, 3 nothing after the first period. It looked like they were going to cruise. Uh, Washington cuts it to a goal. Deficit 3-2, Ovechkin and Carlson score. Uh, O'Reilly 
uh, makes it 4-2, gains some separation there again. Uh, and then into the uh, third period, of course, uh, Washington ties at 4-4. And then in a very lengthy shootout, my goodness, this uh, shootout didn't look like it was going to end. And finally, in the 11th round of the shootout last night, the uh, St. Louis Blues uh, end up uh, getting the victory and extend their win streak. And for the Washington Capitals, pretty valiant effort, you know, considering they, they, they probably deserved the two points. They carried the play to the Blues, of course, St. Louis was on the second of back-to-back games, so I think they kind of ran out of gas as that game went on. But uh, give Washington credit, even with all the injuries, all the depletion, a lot of key players out of the lineup still for the Capitals right now. They probably deserved a better fate and probably deserved two points last night. Instead, they have to settle for just the one point in the uh, 5-4 shootout loss to the uh, St. Louis Blues. Uh, The New Jersey Devils continue again. My best bet on the show cash is in the Devils plus 125. They win in overtime 3-2 against Toronto. Um, What else can you say about this hockey team? Just keeps finding ways to win. And I, I continue to be impressed with how they defend. You know, the way they played defensively, holding that 2-1 lead. I know Toronto tied it late in the third period, but it was kind of a one of those weird plays where Nylander skating down the right side, a flutter ball shot, hits a stick, uh, changes uh, direction a little bit and beats Vanacek. A little bit of a, uh, you know, sidewinder puck there that beats uh Vanacek for the tying goal. I thought they defended very well much of that third period. And I think a big reason why they defend well is because they close time and space when you've got the puck in the offensive zone. I mean, that's the one thing I've noticed about New Jersey watching them during this win streak. They don't give you much time or space to operate in the offensive zone. If you think you have the puck and you're looking to make a play, there's almost always a devil's forward, back-checking forward, or a defenseman. It's right on your keister and putting their stick in the lane and breaking up a play that you're trying to make uh, in the offensive zone. You know, I think it's just very impressive what the way we see, and it's because they've got that team speed throughout that lineup. It allows them to rarely ever be out of position. So uh, definitely uh, impressed with the way New Jersey, obviously we know offensively what they've done during this streak. They're just great playmaking team, tons of skill, tons of ability, that great speed, depth in the forward group. Like I said, you've got guys with six, seven goals playing on their fourth line this year, Miles Wood uh, in particular, just very impressive. And then of course, I think the thing that stood out last night and the Leafs found this out the hard way and a lot of teams have found this out when you play the New Jersey Devils. If you turn the puck over in the neutral zone or at the opposition blue line, those no-no areas, because especially in these days in the NHL when everybody's got great speed on their teams, when you turn the puck over in those two critical areas of the ice, the neutral zone, the opposition blue line, and you turn it over to New Jersey in those areas, they are fucking gone. Gone the other direction. Gone. And you're not catching them. And oftentimes you're going to end up fishing the puck out of the back of your net. And the Leafs found that out on all three New Jersey goals. If you actually watch the highlights last night or, or watch that game live, you'll see that every Devils goal came off a Toronto turnover of the puck. And you just get caught out of position. And with the speed and the quick decision-making, they not only skate fast, and it's I always say with team speed, it's not just skating fast, it's thinking fast, it's passing fast, it's making the decision fast, it's getting the puck off your stick quickly, and if you're shooting it, all of those things uh, factor into team speed. It's not always just your skating speed and how fast you are skating. It's all the other things, uh, no question about that. And the Devils are just uh, outstanding in all those facets that comprise team speed. Skating decision-making, thinking the game, when to pass, when to shoot, 
what's seeing what how the opposition is defending you and then making a decision what to do based off that you know all of those things definitely uh are uh, to me very impressive uh in terms of uh this team's uh execution right now and uh it's a big reason why they've won 11 games in a row now hard to believe huh 14 and 3 and 11 straight wins uh for the New Jersey Devils uh going in uh to their next game which is tomorrow afternoon against Ottawa what a run for uh, that New Jersey team right now. All right, as far as some of the, the the other games last night, all the late games, we saw Vegas pretty uh, lethargic start to the game, uh, but they eventually, you know, got their game going at least a little bit, wore down Arizona uh, as the uh, game went on, and they end up getting a, a workmanlike, I would say, 4-1 to one victory over the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Like I said, a little bit of a sluggish start early in the game, but uh, – the one thing I was concerned about, and I mentioned this yesterday, Arizona's been on the road for a while. They were playing all the, those East Coast games on that eastern part of their road trip, the Devils, the Islanders, the Rangers, all those games. You're, you're flying to Las Vegas, you know, across three time zones, and you kind of look like they hit a wall a little bit as that game went on last night. But credit to Vegas. They needed that win to snap their mini little two-game skid, losing to St. Louis and Colorado in consecutive games. Actually, three. Uh, when you look at it, lost to St. Louis, lost to uh, uh, Colorado, and then lost to uh, San Jose uh, in their uh, last game, uh, and were able to uh, get the job done uh, last night, get back in the win column with a 4-1 win against Arizona. My bad, they didn't lose to Colorado. It was just St. Louis and San Jose. It's a two-game losing streak uh, to the Sharks and to the Blues, uh, and then they bounced back with the win last night. Uh, the New York Rangers, I mean, they're the- – they're frustrating right now, the New York Rangers. They are. They're the epitome of mediocrity. That's what this hockey team is right now. They're, they're, they're not playing at the level they're capable of. And I know they're capable of better than this. There's no question they are. But, you know, right now the offense just it comes and goes. The defensive play comes and goes. I can't, you know, it's not really a big, uh, I don't think you can fault Shesterkin too much last night, but, you know, three-two loss to Seattle last night. It's just things just aren't jiving right now for the uh, New York Rangers. That's concerning. You know, what's also concerning is last night the two goals, both of them on the power play. Where is this team's five-on-five even strength offense? Where is it? You know, it hasn't been there consistently. Uh, one game to the next. That's something that would be a little bit alarming here for the uh, Rangers right now. Um, you know, they rely so much on the uh, top players. I don't think you've gotten as much punch as you would like from the bottom uh, forwards uh, in, on this team. Uh, Capo Caco had a bunch of chances to make something happen in the top line role. He's stuck on three goals. Lafreniere is stuck on two goals. And those are two guys that they keep waiting on making that big jump forward. and hasn't necessarily happened. I mean, you have Zabanajad, the only guy with double-digit goals so far, and then seven for Kreider, six for Trocek, five for Panarin and Fox. But again, they're not getting much from your third and the fourth line at the moment uh, for this Rangers team. And, uh, you know, give Seattle credit, 3-2 overtime win. They had seen their offense kind of uh, stall a little bit the last two games, but were able to bounce back, pick up the 3-2 uh, to two, uh, victory in overtime. Uh, last night so Rangers continuing to go through a little bit of a rocky start to the season we ended the night on a good note Detroit and San Jose Detroit with a seven to four victory over San Jose it's it's funny if I had bet Detroit I I, I would have cashed because I I was saying on the show yesterday I definitely like the over I like San Jose team total over three minus 125 which was at BetMGM that cashes as they get to four goals 
uh, even in the 7-4 loss. That's now nine straight games for the San Jose Sharks where they have scored at least three goals, and that's definitely something you want to keep in mind. Definitely offense has not been their issue lately. Hurdle and Meyer and Kevin LeBanc, who's been good since going to the top line. Eric Carlson finds the uh, score sheet again last night, gets a goal uh, in that game for San Jose. I mean, they're scoring goals right now, but they're also giving them up. Uh, and, of course, Detroit with a seven spot on James Reimer, who is just – he's going to have some of those games sometimes. I mean, we have seen enough of James Reimer. The Leafs, you know, uh, with uh, uh, the, all the teams he's been with in the past, Carolina, and now here with uh, San Jose, uh, we've seen it from him. You know, he can play pretty good one game, and then he can give up seven or eight the next game, and that's exactly what happened. Remember, he was in net for that big win against Vegas earlier this week where the Sharks won 5-2. And now all of a sudden, here he is uh, tonight, um, or last night, giving up seven uh, to the Detroit Red Wings. So, you know, it's just that's what you get some, That's what you get from James Reimer. You know, that's where he's at at this stage of his career. He's an inconsistent uh, goaltender uh, and definitely uh, not someone that game in and game out, um, you know, it's uh, game in and game out, not exactly someone you trust to be consistent for you in net. And we saw that last night in the uh, seven to four loss, but it was a good win for sure uh, for the uh, Detroit uh, Red Wings. They needed it. You know, it's been a little bit of a rough stretch for them. They have lost a few games in a row, uh, needed to get back uh, in the win column. Uh, and they were able to do just that, taking on uh, the uh, San Jose Sharks, getting that victory uh, last night. All right. Uh, Jimmy will be with us. Trying, he's from, actually going to join us from his hotel. He's trying to get the uh, connection going. But uh, Jimmy should be joining us here in a couple of minutes. In the meantime, we'll start our look ahead to tonight. The only game uh, on the NHL slate tonight, the LA Kings and the Vancouver Canucks. It's even money, minus 110. Uh, both sides here, six and a half uh, is the total uh, in this game. Uh, you've got L.A. obviously played as good a defensive game as you could ask for uh, the other night against the Edmonton Oilers. 3-1 uh, win in Edmonton. You can't defend Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl any better than the L.A. Kings did uh, in that game. They were absolutely spectacular, in my opinion, uh, in terms of uh, their defensive positioning. Uh, you know, they did the, uh, you know, force everything to the outside. You know, they did not let. Edmonton get their speed through the neutral zone going. They basically turned that middle of the ice into a quagmire, one that Edmonton really couldn't navigate uh, throughout that game. And that was all just expert defending, quality stuff from the LA Kings uh, on Wednesday night. I mean, you can't play better against that against that duo, Dreisaitl and McDavid. You can't play better defensively than they did. And they played so well defensively, you can't even give Cal Peterson much credit. He was fine. He did good. He made the saves he had to, but the LA Kings did not give up many quality or high danger chances to the Oilers throughout that game. That was really an outstanding uh, defensive uh, uh, job uh, put on by the uh, uh, LA Kings in that game. Can they keep that going here against Vancouver? Uh, the Canucks continue to sputter, although they did get a much needed win uh, against an equally struggling Buffalo Sabres team to end what had been a pretty frustrating road trip for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. They went uh, two and three uh, on the road trip in the five games. They got the 6-4 win against Ottawa. The, the only teams they beat were Ottawa and Buffalo. Both teams can't get out of their own way right now. And those are the only teams that Vancouver beat on that road trip. So they beat Ottawa. They ended up losing to Montreal, Toronto, and Boston. You know, the three, I guess you could say, tougher uh, opponents during that uh, road trip. 
Uh, and then, of course, they bounced back after that and they beat uh, Buffalo 5-4. And even in that game, they almost blew the lead and almost found a way to lose once again. So, again, the defensive issues just continue to be a big issue and problem for Bruce Boudreaux and the Vancouver Canucks uh, going into this game. I mean, they've been absolutely dreadful, you know, at the defensive end of the ice. Uh, you know, it's been awful. The Kings are actually an improved offensive team this year. Uh, and uh, they actually, they're, they're averaging over three goals per game this year, but they've actually been even better scoring on the road. They, you know, their goals numbers actually increase on the road. So uh, that could be some trouble here for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. We're trying to get some kind of confirmation who is uh, going to be in net for Vancouver. Uh, do they go back? Like they, they're in a tough spot. Spencer Martin's been better than Thatcher Demko, but at the same time, you know, <laughs> he's you know, just been a journeyman goalie all these years. Don't you, And there's some thought out there that you have to try to get Thatcher Demko going. And it is indeed going to be Thatcher Demko tonight uh, for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. And I mentioned this the other day. Um, this has been awful for Demko. I'm shocked that he has struggled as much as he has this season. I get it. The Vancouver blue line's not very good. And the Vancouver blue line has definite issues. And it doesn't help that you know, they've also been battling some injuries. There's constantly been multiple defensemen out. Right now it's Dermott and Pullman that are on IR for them. It doesn't help that Oliver Lawson toss him, as Don Cherry called him. <laughs> Oliver ekman Larson has been terrible this year. I can't believe how his game has plummeted and gone down the shitter compared to the way he's played for many years, going back to his Arizona days. This has been just a steady good defenseman for many years, and he's been playing nothing like it uh, this year. That's been an issue. Uh, the depth on they have no they have no depth on the blue line. That's the concern. They got guys playing the five six spots right now that are uh, that are just not uh, not getting the job done. Tyler Myers has had a kind of a disappointing year. Cal Burroughs is in and out with, uh, of this blue line. Riley Stillman's just a young guy that's learning. Ethan Bear just got here, uh, and he's obviously you know had a couple some good moments, some bad moments. Quinn Hughes, you know, had the injury, missed some time. He kind of struggled before that. He's just trying to get his way back. Luke Shen's been very good. And I, I and it's stunning that we're saying that Luke Shen might be the best defenseman this season on this Canucks team, at least to this point. And credit to him. Credit to him. You know, I think he's really worked hard. You know, he's done a decent job in the defensive zone. He's given you a physical element, uh, as he usually does. That's been you know, what his strength has been throughout his career. I give all the credit to Luke Shen for playing like he has, but at the same time, when Luke Shen is your best defenseman so far this year, you got fucking problems, all right? And that is why uh, Vancouver's definitely had all kinds of issues uh, keeping the puck out of their own net. Demko, I mentioned the other day, there's been 73 NHL goaltenders that have started at least one game this year, and Thatcher Demko is 73rd, dead last, out of those goaltenders in terms of goals saved above average. Nobody worse right now uh, than Thatcher Demko in that statistic. And that's stunning to me because we saw him play well last year. There was a playoff run for the Canucks when Travis Green was the coach where uh, he was just absolutely brilliant for much of that playoff run uh, for the Vancouver Canucks. And yet here he is this year and he is fighting the puck like you cannot believe. Uh, for them and it's just been a it's been a bad run I mean the numbers bear it out not only the goal saved above average which is the worst in the NHL out of 73 goaltenders for Demko but 4.02 goals against average 874 save percentage with just the uh, raw numbers uh, not very good uh, at all 
so it, it's been a struggle, uh, no question about that for Demko uh, in that hard to trust Vancouver and tr plus they're off a long road trip. I mean, not exactly a bet on spot for Vancouver. That being said, for LA, you're coming off you know the, the big win against Edmonton and they have struggled against Vancouver big time. Vancouver's actually dominated this series history seven and one the Vancouver Canucks in the last eight meetings uh, against LA. So, you know, I am probably going to end up staying off the LA side a little bit, even though I lean that I can't uh, trust Vancouver in this spot with the bad defending and coming home off the road trip. Uh, it's definitely something where they've had uh, some issues. No question about that. Keeping the puck out of their own net. Um, but I, I just think that also LA coming off the huge win against Edmonton, they play again tomorrow night in Seattle. It's not the, greatest of si scheduling situations for them either. Yeah, I don't love the track record that they've had necessarily against the uh, uh, Vancouver Canucks in the past. So um, so for that reason, I'm off LA, but I am going to look toward over the total in this game. I think when you look at this game tonight, LA is probably going to play a little bit looser defensively. They know that they're not going to have to really, really exert as much energy on the defensive end of the – like they poured their entire energy into playing good defense against Edmonton because, A, that was a team that we lost to in the first round of the playoffs last year. We want to prove a point. And, B, you know, it's just harder to defend Edmonton than it is Vancouver. That's just the way it is. And I think tonight you could see them maybe uh, not bring that same just concerted, you know, just sharp – tightened focus on playing defense tonight against Vancouver. And all we've seen Vancouver do, you know, is just give up goals and bunches and play one over after another. Uh, Vancouver entering this game seven and one to the over in their last eight games and eight and two to the over uh, in their last 10 games. So uh, I'm just going to stick to the total here, six and a half over the number. As far as the props go uh, in this game, uh, you know, we've talked about a lot of the same players for L.A., uh, throughout the season. Unfortunately, Gabe Velarde is not someone uh, that I, I, I'm i going to be backing now because they've adjusted the price to where it should be uh, on his goal prop. You know, in a lot of books now, you can get uh, plus 140, plus 160 on his goal prop. So they've made the adjustment there. Uh, and as far as Vancouver goes, you know, Kuzmenko looks like he's going to be back uh, second line with Pedersen and Mikheyev. Uh, we know Horvat's had a very good offensive season. You could look that way uh, as well. Uh, but those are the two I would maybe focus on. The captain, uh, Bo Horvat, uh, Kuzmenko. Mikheyev, of course, who they got from Toronto. Uh, he was someone that had a goal in back-to-back -back games, but he's gone four straight games now without a goal. But I think more so Horvat and Kuzmenko would be goal props that I'd be interested in for the uh, Vancouver Canucks in this game tonight. Uh, I believe we have our guy, uh, Jimmy Murphy, with us now. Jimmy, are you there? I'm here, buddy, but I don't know what's going on. I'm having a Murphy's Law of uh, technology right now. I can't get my camera to work. I apologize. That's okay. Probably better. You hear for that them. great voice? That's yeah, good. Yeah, it's better for everyone's eyes that they can't see me. Um, but yeah, I am settled into my hotel room here. I apologize for the delay. I'm uh, at a hotel room just outside of Boston here looking, still looking for places to live around here for apartments, which has been a miserable, miserable, frustrating search. Uh May have found something today, we'll see. And ironically, in the town that I grew up in, Arlington, Massachusetts, which would be kind of full circle. Well, we hope so. And I guess the moving too, is it uh, also to be a little bit closer to the Boston vicinity here from, from yes. a work standpoint? Yeah, closer to the arena. Yes, I, I've too. been going back and forth, uh, Ian, at least once a week, more like two to three, 
uh, for practices, games, and it, you know, it's taken its toll on me and my car and my wallet. And, um, I just, you know, it's got to stop. So I, you know, I'm lucky that, you know, my mom and my sister still live in Arlington where I grew up there. Uh, and they've got plenty of room so I can crash there sometimes if I can't drive home after a night game, but you know, I, I want my own place. I just got to get my own place here. And, you know, it's also closer to my daughter, Maddie. Uh, if I was to get the one I looked at today, she would be, uh, what did it say? 48 minutes, according to my ways. So, uh, that's a lot better than an hour and 35 minutes. Now, if you can save less driving, less paying for gas, uh, yeah. you absolutely take advantage of doing that. No question. Yeah. And I'll tell you too, you know, it's great. I mean, I don't know how the, how it's set up in Hamilton with public transportation, but you know, we have the MBTA, which is the, the whole corporation. It's the bus, it's the subway, it's the trolley, it's, you know, what have you. That's the big tr public transportation thing here. And they actually, there's a, a MBTA bus stop right in front of the place I looked at today. Then it's two stops to the train station on the bus and one stop in. You just, the next stop after that is TD Garden where the Bruins play. So it would be, I honestly wouldn't even need a car, to be honest. I, I might just leave, like, you have to pay for parking. I might just leave my car at my mom's and uh, go over there when I need it, you know? Hey, you're speaking to someone that's never drove in his life. Uh, oh, so, so. You, 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 you know what, man? Uh, my friend Mitch Melnick in Montreal, TSN 690, he's a longtime radio host there. Same thing. He has wow, never Mitch, gotten his huh? license. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. he goes everywhere. He's a city guy, and he's just public transportation. And I love it, too. If I didn't have to have a car in, I wouldn't. But just because my daughter's 45 minutes away, and it's about it'll take like an hour and a half to get there on public transportation. You know, I didn't want to have a car, be able to take her out. But, but other than that, I mean, seriously, when she's when she's old enough to drive, Daddy's getting rid of his car. Screw it, I'm <laughs> done with it. You know, I hate. I'm I'm so tired of driving and just the the roads and the traffic. I, I'm so tired of it. Yeah, I, I exactly. No, I I drove briefly, you know, when I was in my late teens. Uh, but I, you know, I got to the point where then I got this job, you know, over a decade ago. And this time of year, I rarely get out the front door, like maybe once a week, you know, with friends, we'll do the sports thing, uh, once a week. But you know, this time of year, especially when you're putting in 12, 14 hour work days and there's NHL, NBA, college basketball, NFL, college football, all go in at once. I don't get the chance to get out much anyway. What the hell would a car would just be sitting there and I'd be paying insurance on it and right? all this nonsense that I don't need. Yeah, exactly. And, and tell you, you do save money, man. I mean, yeah. like, I, I remember when I was living in Montreal, I didn't have a car. And I, I was I was living large. <laughs> I was loving it. All this extra money, I probably blew a little too much of it in uh, Hurley's and Brutopia and McLean's. But uh, <laughs> I had some extra surplus of money. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to being closer to the city if I can get this to go through this weekend. But uh, for now, I'm sitting in a hotel room pretty nice except that yep. i can't get the camera to go i would show you wonderful <laughs> viewers out there but uh and i I've, I've actually it's happy hour summer ian so i'm having a nice uh a nice glass of wine here as we talk hey, nothing wrong with that it's never especially on a friday never yeah. too early to start uh drinking a little bit uh, no question <laughs> uh, about that so uh let's we had a huge thursday uh, night of games uh right. what stuck out to you i mean the obviously the bruins were in action kind of a sluggish start but workman like you know they eventually you know woke up a little bit and they did what they had to do to beat a struggling flyers team. But what stuck out to you last night? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously I was honed in on that game. Um, uh, but I did, I was not at it. Uh, Haggerty covered the game in person. So I was just watching from afar. Um, and as for that game, you know, in I, I actually took, um, 
I was getting great value on it. I think I got something like minus 130. I took the Flyers plus two, and I was getting minus 130 at mybookie.ag, which, you know what? The Flyers are a pesky team. They're banged yeah. up, but when they're healthy, I mean, they, pl- they played well when they were healthy, and they were still a pesky team. That game was not out of hand until David Krejci decided to wake up from his couple weeks of slumbering there. And, and, and you know, but, uh, until then, it was, you know, Linus Elmark had to save them. I mean, Philly could have easily won that game. It's not – the score didn't represent what the game was. And I, I, I think, you know, people need to be careful going forward with Philly because they're going to be heavy underdogs. But they're going to be in a lot of games. And maybe at the end, they'll give up an empty netter, and that's that, and you end up losing that two-goal – that two goal cover there, but still, I, I think they're a team that, you know, be careful when you're betting against them uh, because the team you're betting against them with is probably a heavy favorite and you're really not getting that much value. You might want to just look more into like, you know, period bets or over unders and, and props when it comes to the flyers, because I, I just think they're a very tricky team to, to watch and, and to figure out. It's probably going to get a little worse for them now that Konechny could be out long-term. I, I've been away from the computer all day, so if you guys know, I don't know any updates yet, but he looked like he was in a lot of pain, and he never came back after that. It looked like a hand injury to me in the second period. He's been their best guy, so I hope he's okay. As for the Bruins side, yeah, I mean, these guys, like you said, a sluggish game, but they find ways to win, and that, that's what a champion does. That's what a, a winning team does, and they're just rolling right now. You know, I, I, I think at this point, it's going to take – and now I say this, Ian, and people might throw the Buffalo game in my face when I say this from last week, but it's really going to take the Bruins to shoot themselves in the face and, and, and lose. Like, it's going to be because of them right now. If they, That's the way I look at it. Because no matter what, you're getting every team's best game, right? They're the team that they're gun- everyone's gunning for. So it's going to take a lot – a series of dumb mistakes and, and lazy play and out-of-sync play like we saw in Buffalo – but still somehow they won that game. They had no business beating the Sabres last week. So that's what happens when you're on these streaks. You just you, you win games by accident almost. So that's what's going on with them. Around the league, Ian, I, I was very surprised at um, – who was the one that, that caught me? Uh, you don't, by the way, recommend shooting yourself in the face. I do want to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not, a, it's not a good practice. It's not a good practice. Oh, you know, another one that screwed me up and good on – I mean – Credit to the Capitals for the valiant comeback there and forcing the shootout yes. and getting a point. Yep. I had the Blues on the puck line, so I got screwed there. I also I had a bad night. I also had the Flames against the Lightning. I, yeah. I, got, I was really surprised. I thought maybe that game could go either way, but it t- seemed to me, I don't know about you, Ian, in that homestand that the Flames had, um, it seemed to me as if they had started to turn a corner. But my question right now is, and I'm not trying to make excuses for them right now, but how much did it affect them in that game last night that they were just out east for six games, right? And then they come home and play what? Two? Two. They, yeah. Okay. And then you send them to Tampa? Yeah. Like, what the hell is that? Who that? What idiot? Like, I, look, sorry to the NHL, but I mean, you're losing your touch when it comes to scheduling. And they're not the only team that's getting ports like that. I mean, that's that just, it, you're a human being. It's going to throw your sleep schedule out of whack. It's going to throw just everything out of whack when you're, getting tossed coast to coast like that within a two week span. So I didn't think that was really fair, but then again, the NHL isn't a fair league. If they were, everybody would win, um, yeah. you know, it, but go ahead. No, it's, 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 it's awful. I agree. You should have just kept them out East. You know, when they played the yeah. Islanders, the devils and the Bruins, 
on that recent road trip. Then you get them down to Tampa. You get what? them down to Florida. Yeah. Then you bring them back home, and you make them have a longer homestand than just two yeah. games after What's the that? difference That's between a do. six and an eight gamer, right? I mean, so yeah. what? You tack on two more games. So, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I thought the Flames got porked there. I'll tell you what, though. I mean, I didn't watch it, but I read about it from our man Adrian Dater at Colorado Hockey Now. And I mean, it appears that Pavel Francouz just completely stole that game in Carolina, right? Eh? I mean, yeah, I looked excellent. at the shots yeah. and I'm like, how the hell did they win this one? So yeah. credit to him. I think that's an interesting thing that uh, is not getting enough attention there right now is, um, the goaltending in Colorado that they're, they're still getting it done somehow. And a guy like him, who I think, you know, if you asked an average hockey fan would view him as a backup is playing like an elite starter. So a credit to him for that as well. So those, those are some of the things that really stood out to me. I was a little surprised um, at the Panthers giving up so many goals in the first period there. Uh, they really need to do something about their defense. And, uh, and you know, goalie the, Bob was great against Washington, albeit depleted Washington, and then lit up in the first period. I would ride Spencer Bob. Knight. Yeah, I agree. It's time. It's, it's time. time. Even he's been better he, so far. He got the loss the last night, but he's been better. He's yeah. been better. You know, and then the other one is, I mean, I know that they're not, nobody thinks they're going to be in the playoffs, but they've been playing really solid hockey and fun hockey at that. How the hell did the Canadians go in and lose 6-4 to the Blue Jackets? So a lot of surprises last night around the league. It's shocking that Columbus has now beaten Philly twice in a week. They beat Montreal. They're actually starting to turn it around just a little bit, Columbus. And they're doing it as they're getting even more people, bodies. They're losing even more bodies yeah. now. You know, where they're depleted, beaten up to shit on the blue line. We've talked about we talked about this yesterday. It's why I kind of like Montreal yesterday, and I like the over, the over hit, but Montreal fell short. But I talked about it. I thought this team, how are they gonna win games moving forward when you've got Boquist, Bean, Warensky, Blankenberg, four starting D out, Lion A, Danforth, Voracek out uh, up front. You're gonna have no Merzlikens, it looks like, for a little period of time. So it's Corpusalo the rest of the way, and you don't know what you're gonna get from him night in and night out. Yep. But here they are still winning games as they're accruing more injuries. Yeah. And it's it's interesting. I was uh, you know, when I was driving down here today. I was talking to, uh, I can't say his name, I apologize, but an NHL executive. And, you know, I was just saying, I said, hey, look, man, I'm getting my uh, off-the-record call. I'm going again for National Hockey Now, where, you know, I kind of like to give the readers a little taste of the ch chatter going around, trade room, excuse me, trade rumors, what have you. Um, and he went immediately to Columbus, and he said the for sale sign is up there already. Uh, which I thought was interesting. And it makes sense. I mean, once Morensky went down, I mean, what's the point? You know, uh, one guy he said to keep it, an eye on. And I think, honestly, you know, people might say, how can you do this? He's, he's good. It's not his fault. Um, but I think it's just more that maybe him and the team have determined that he needs a change of scenery mentally. And that's Elvis Merzlikens. Um, yeah. because I don't care what anyone says. And Ian, I think you're the first one I heard say this. I don't know if I was on the show with you or, you know, I still listen to you guys. It's been the same since time. his buddy Kev Lennox exactly. had that tragic accident. You nailed it. You nailed it. You're the only one I thought. And then today that executive said the same exact thing. And he said, he didn't say he requested a trade, but he'd said everything but that. Yeah. And so I wonder if he went to them and said, look, it's just, it's too much for me. Like there's too many memories here. It, it's, it's, I can't, I can't go on being around here emotionally and mentally. And I, let's face it, man, if there's any, 
position in hockey that you need a guy to be on top of it mentally. It's the goaltending position. So keep an eye on that as we go forward there. And, you know, I'll circle back. We were talking about Colorado. I I wonder if they'd ever have interest in him. Keep in mind, too, if, if you know what actually happened there, it's not just that Merzlikens is his countryman, fellow countryman, and is one of his great best friends in, the, in hockey. It was that he actually saved his life, too, Yeah, uh, in that incident as it, well. Mer, uh, Mer, it, he basically took a bullet, so to speak, Yeah, it, yeah. It, and shame on the whoever these Blue Jackets fans are uh, that attacked him. Oh, I lost you, Ian. No, fans. I'm here. Yep. Okay, good. Yeah, um, shame on the Blue Jackets fans that really attacked him in social media. I mean, he, I heard he was getting death threats, and then people were bringing up his friend that died and uh, just throwing it in his face, and that's just disgusting. So, you know, you can't blame the guy if he wants out of there. Plus, it's Columbus. <laughs> Apparently, that didn't matter to Johnny Gaudreau, but uh, that's another story. Well, money talks. Uh, but, yeah, exactly. And, by the way, he needs to pick his game up a little bit, too. Yeah. Uh, from what we've seen uh, so far. So, yeah, that's the issues with uh, Columbus. Uh, how about those New Jersey Devils, Jimmy? Oh, Just another God. win last night, uh, uh, 11 games in a row now, 14-3 and three on the season. And I said this earlier. I said this on Twitter. You turn the puck over in the neutral zone or at the opposition blue line against the Devils, they're gone You're the screwed. other direction. They are gone and probably pu- getting the puck out of your own net when that happens. Yeah. I mean, if you – what was that? Um, was it Tuesday when they beat the, uh, the Habs, a 5-1 game? And I, I heard afterwards that every single goal, even the empty netter at the end, every single goal was off the turnover. Every single one. And all and three it, against Toronto off a turnover last yep. night. Yep. So, like, beware, man, coming through the neutral zone there. Don't get sloppy. No, they've been impressive. Uh, unbelievable job, 14-3. and three, And I think they got to stick to Vanacek even when Blackwood comes back. I know what we get from Blackwood. We get inconsistency and we get an inevitable injury once again or some kind of absence. So he's played well in that mm-hmm. check. I think he should keep that spot uh, as the number one goalie uh, when uh, Blackwood returns. But unbelievable job by the Devils. Our, my Stanley Cup final pick, uh, both of them, you know, Calgary's kind of going up and down. And the other team, the New York Rangers that I picked for the Stanley Cup yeah. final, I don't like their game right now either. Yeah. Yeah, look, I had uh, I had them as well, the Rangers. I picked uh, – what did I get? The Rangers over Colorado in the final was my pick. Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't know what's going on in New York. Um, it's not that they're horrible or anything, but they're just not what they could be, right? No. Um, exactly. Yep. It, it's interesting. I haven't watched, you know what? Yet I'm not going to pass judgment yet. I, I have, I got to admit, I haven't watched them enough. Um, I don't know if it's because, you know, obviously, because my Montreal connections and I was covering them again last year. I've been watching a lot of Canadians. Yep. Clearly, I watch a lot of Bruins. And then I end up just watching. I think it's because my focus ends up on them in the, in the Eastern time zone. When the West games pick up at 10 o'clock, 1030, I have been staying up for a lot of those. I could use a little more sleep, but I have been staying up for a lot. I've been watching you a lot I of both. sharks. I don't know why the hell I get, I've like become this Sharks fan, man. They're fun to watch. They're, they not, are, yeah. they're yeah. not good, but they're fun to watch. And, uh, you know, now, of course, I, you know, we were talking about this when I called you before the show. Uh, Eric Carlson on the trade block there. And it, it's yep. like good on Mike Greer. He's an old, Hey, the value is probably never going to be higher, but, but good luck trying to find somebody to take that money, even if it's half price. Exactly. I mean, look, San Jose is going to have to pay some of the, the, the contract. I mean, they got to have to, that's what the other team. Well, he's, that, he's on record of saying he'll take half. Yep. He'll pay half of it, but that's still what, I mean, 11.5 divided by two. That's still, it's not too, it's what, I mean, that's ridiculous. Five and a half mil still. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. 
And that's the issue. And the right plus Mike Greer wants to pull the trigger on this is probably sooner rather than later, because you never know with Carlson, it, w- the next injury might hit. You hope not, but you're always worried about that. And look, he's off to an incredible start, but there's going to be some regression at some point. So if you can trade him before the regression kicks in, that's what you're looking to do. So I understand why Mike Greer is moving quickly on trying to find a suitor for Eric Carlson, right. but you're right because of the ticket, big ticket contract and the money, that he's owed, it's not going to be an easy uh, contract to move off the books. Yeah, it, it, and it's, you know, we said it too on the phone there. It, you look at the teams that are in contention, right? The contenders, the elite teams, and even the tier two. Uh, who that? None of those teams can do it. They're all up against the cap right now. The only one that has an ounce of cap space is, of course, the Ottawa Senators. And what a story that would be, but... You know, uh, I, I just don't see that happening. Uh, I just because if you're Mike Greer, you're going to be asking for some guys, some good young guys, I imagine, on that roster. And who's Ottawa willing to part with that's young and good right now? You, they, they probably don't want to get rid of uh, anybody that's, uh, you know, Josh Norris is injured. They're not going to still I not imagine if they got Balsers back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rudolph Balsers. Yeah, you're right. Well, Once he was part of the trade, right? He, well, he's uh, no, he's he's with uh, Florida now. No, Florida, but wasn't yep. he? How yep. is he connected? Somebody told me he was connected to the Carlson trade. No, I think I'm no, getting mixed up. I, I don't. Yeah, I think when you look at it with the Balsers, uh, no, it's with Tampa now actually. Balsers, uh, Tampa okay. Bay Lightning. Yeah, I'm thinking of somebody else. I apologize. <laughs> but no, I think they want. I think it makes sense, you know, because San Jose, San Jose doesn't think they're going to be I still don't think they're going to be a playoff you know what the problem is with San Jose you're right they've got offense you bet their team total is over right now that is what you do yep they have gone over their team total I think in every game recently three plus goals and nine straight games uh for the uh, San Jose Sharks but they still can't defend very well and Reimer and Kockinen are not goaltenders we trust nightly and we saw that again last night with the Detroit game they score goals but they're still giving them up a lot yeah, for sure. So that, it, that's a fun team to watch. Could be a good team to bet, like you said, the team totals. Uh, and then, you know, I think the LA Kings quietly under the radar, Ian, have climbed back into the, uh, you know, the Stanley Cup contender picture. I, I, I think that they're they're getting it done. There's kind of a sluggish start, but they're getting it done again. And, you know, that's a team to reckon with. I heard you talking about Velarde. I mean, not enough people know about this guy right now, man. Well, it's like just a sign that let someone get healthy, let someone get a few games under their belt to show what they can do before we cast them off as a bust. Yeah, and people are doing that with Velarde. The people fail to re- remember that he has been, been battling injuries the last few years. He's finally hundred mm-hmm. percent, and man, he's showing you what he can do. And his 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 vision on the ice, his ability to just find the puck, the puck finds him. That's a sign of a really good player. And then he's got an underrated shot, and boy, has it been working. Yeah, it's been it's been a joy to watch him, and uh, you know I hope the people out east here get a chance to stay up and check him out. I mean, I was looking around, just kind of, you know, you were what we're a month and a half in, we're approaching American Thanksgiving, so things are falling into place. You know, like they say, if you're ten points out at American Thanksgiving, then you're probably not making the playoffs. So I'm starting to kind of look around and group in the teams that are really going to be in contention going forward. And I'm looking at the Kings, and I'm thinking, like, where are they without him right now? No. I mean, it's – I don't like talking about – we don't hand out awards, obviously, in November. I get that. But let's just say, oh, God forbid, something stopped the season right now, and they need to hand out – whatever. At this point, 
if you asked me if that was an assignment I got for, you know, from my boss or something, give me your five heart trophy candidates at this time. He's in my top five. He is leading the team in goals, 10 goals, 10. He's there already. Yep. You know, yep. so don't sleep on him. Take advantage of it. And, and especially the fact, like we keep saying, I said it now, this will be the fourth time. Not enough people know about him. And therefore you can still get some pretty good value when you're, yeah, when you're mean, getting some props with them. Yeah, it is. They, they finally, I remember early in the season, and I mentioned this on the show, you were able to get plus like 400 or close to it with oh, people yeah. already to score a goal. But now you're seeing the average price the last, I would say, four to five, six games, more around plus 160, plus 180. So it's been a swift adjustment. They're now pricing him like an elite goal scorer uh, right now. It took a while, uh, but the, the odds makers have finally adjusted when it comes to the uh, goal score player props on uh, Gabe Velarde. Speaking of Gabe Velarde and the Kings, Jimmy, Kings and Canucks tonight, uh, even money, minus 110, six and a half the total. Any opinion there? Yeah, I mean, I'm all over the Kings. Give it to me. Uh, going to go Jimmy Puck line right out of the gate here. Uh, Kings minus one and a half. There you go. Kings minus one and a half for a better value. It might not be a worse. It kind of feels like Vancouver gets uh, thumped here and loses by margin or they win. Don't know, necessarily know if it's going to be a one goal margin, but yeah, plus two twenty with the LA Kings minus one and a half on the puck line, Jimmy puck line for the one and only game on this Friday <laughs> makes perfect sense. Uh, obviously for uh, Jimmy to look in that uh, direction, uh, the Saturday card, Jimmy, I mean, obviously I'm going to save my opinions till tomorrow on the Saturday okay. card. We're going to be doing the noon Eastern uh, show, but I know you've got some games on the Saturday card that uh, are piquing your interest from a, a betting perspective on Saturday. Uh, have at it. What do you like? Well, I'm going to start right there in that, that 1 p.m. game, the Devils and the Senators. Um, they're just, when these two get together, it, it turns into a track meet usually, and I think that's what we're going to see again. Uh, I'm going to be bold here. I think this is the end of the streak. I think the Ottawa Senators break the win streak for the New Jersey Devils tomorrow. I'm taking the Senators on the money line, and I am also going to go completely off the reservation and I'm going to go under six and a half, even though it's, it just doesn't make sense. I think this is going to be one of those games that makes absolutely no sense when we sit down and look back on it. I just got this gut feeling. It's going to be a weird game. It's going to be sluggish. It's a day game. Sometimes you don't get your legs going early. Uh, so give me the under six and a half and the centers. I, I like those. Well, you know what? To be honest with you, I don't mind the under just because New Jersey can defend. And New Jersey's getting goaltending right now from Vanacek. And we saw that, look, New Jersey, Toronto, all that offensive capability on both sides. And it was, and Sheldon Keefe said it, it was a well-defended game on both sides, aside from the few turnovers Toronto made. But the Devils defended very well. Uh, the, 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 the Leafs, you know, aside from the turnovers, the Leafs had a solid defensive game and Matt Murray was very good in net for them. In fact, probably could have been probably, they probably don't get a point, you know, if not for Matt Murray last night, he was very good for the Leafs once again. So I, I don't think that's a slam dunk over absolutely with New Jersey and Ottawa, even though Ottawa's really been a heavy over team, they finally got better defense against Buffalo. And that's another thing. Sometimes I look at Jimmy, the team that's on a bad losing streak. They finally win a game to snap the the, the skid like Ottawa did. Now, granted it was against Buffalo, but still sometimes you can gain momentum from that. Look at St. Louis, right? St. Yeah. Louis, they couldn't get out of their own way. Uh, seven losses in a row. They beat San Jose to snap the streak, the losing streak. You know what? They haven't lost since then. 
Yeah, it's it's unreal. And then, look, it's St. Louis uh, 2019 all over again, right? Everybody yeah. was writing them off saying, oh, they're going to start to trade guys. We keep hearing Ryan O'Reilly's name. And all of a sudden, boom, uh, they're rolling. Uh, so it, it, it just shows to show you, you got to really, you got to see teams too. Like if a team's slumping, right? Start to watch them carefully even when they lose are they are they starting to turn it around they may lose but are they starting to turn in-game trends around and you could kind of see it coming with st louis and now that's turning into wins yeah there's no question about that uh i'll tell you what i don't want to give it all away for because we got the show tomorrow but i am tempted by buffalo even though they're reeling because all they do is show up against toronto uh that always seems to be a game where they give the leafs fits and they're getting, oh, yeah. you know, plus, what is it, plus 260 uh, in that game? No, plus 240. Yeah, plus 240 against uh, Toronto uh, on uh, Saturday night. How about your Bruins, Jimmy? Or minus 410 against Chicago. Obviously, we know this team's unbeatable at home right now. 10-0 and at TD Garden. Incredible season. But, man, they are being priced like a juggernaut right now. Almost. Minus 410. Yeah. And one of these games coming up, they're going to be a favorite of this magnitude and they're going to stumble. I don't know they, when it's going to be, will. but it's coming. Yep, they will. And, and you know, it wouldn't surprise me if, it, if it's against a crap team like Chicago. It's usually the way, right, when these, te- these teams are rolling like this, they lose to a much lesser team. They can, hu- they're human beings. You start to overlook teams. You know, they keep talking about all week. We're not going to get complacent. We're being really aware of that. But I don't know, man. There are a lot of pockets of that game where I thought the Bruins looked complacent last night. Same yes, goes for I that agree. game against Buffalo. So sooner or later, it's going to happen. Um, but for another game I'm checking out tomorrow, I'm looking at the Penguins and, uh, and another Jimmy Puck line there. Uh, the Jets are hurting. It's too bad, too, because they I really love the way they were able to come out to a great start this season after everything that went down last year. Hellebeck's return to his form. And they did it, too, with bonus, you know, dealing not being present because of COVID. Uh, I really was... Like, this is a, a working man's team, and I, I really like seeing them turn it around. Uh, but I think tomorrow that it's just too tall a task. The Penguins are rolling right now, so um, give me the uh, the Penguins on the puck line there. And another game that I'm looking at, too, uh, that I think really could be a, a fun game. And you don't always say that with these two teams because they're usually defensive-minded, but look the way uh, they've been scoring lately. That's the Dallas Stars and the New York Islanders. I'm yeah. going to go over in that game because it's only at a six. So give me the over there and the Islanders and stars. The, you know, it's funny. Dallas without bonus has become more of a push the pace offensive minded mm-hmm. team, not yep. nearly as sharp defensively. And then bonus in Winnipeg, they become a better defensive team yep. uh, with him. So that's, it's funny how bonus goes to Winnipeg. They become a better defensive team, not nearly the same for DeBoer. With Dallas, and you're right about the Islanders in terms of Lane Lambert. The difference with him and Trotz, not nearly that same. Just stringent, I guess is the word. Yeah, stringent defensive focus necessarily. And look, they've been trending over the Islanders. Believe it or not, five of the last uh, six games have gone over the total, or four of the last six have gone over for the Islanders. So five four game, they played a four three game. So I don't hate that look at all. Islanders and Stars uh, over the total. Uh, and it's six there, but you're right. They've both been trending that way. I'm a little surprised you like Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh's been struggling on, they did beat Minnesota, but they've been struggling on the road. Winnipeg's actually six and one at home this year. They played some really good hockey at home, but uh, you're right. Penguins. They're banged up though, man. They're missing a lot of forwards right now. 
Ehlers is going to be a big loss. Yeah, you know, they are. So. There's no question. They've made do without those. It's this right. impressive part. Appleton and Ehlers are out uh, on up front, and Appleton was playing on the top line. Um, they'll ride with Kyle Connor and Shifley and Pierre Luc Dubois. Those are the three guys that have carried them uh, offensively this year. And Connor, we knew Connor, and I said this earlier in the show, Jimmy. We knew Connor was going to get it going. He had a rough October. He gets the hat trick last night against Anaheim. Too good of a goal scorer to keep him down forever. Yeah, for sure. He's a sniper, and uh, it's not gonna. You're not gonna have him going goalish for a long time. Yeah, no doubt about that. And we'll actually we'll talk about this game too because it's one of the marquee games later in the night. Um, Vegas and Edmonton. Edmonton wrote even money minus one ten six and a half the total in that game. Uh, Vegas getting off their mini little two game skid. They lost to the Sharks and the Blues at home. Bounced back. They beat Arizona last night. Edmonton is just one up, one down. You know, we saw them lose, of course, to uh, Tampa. Uh, then they uh, beat, come, bounce back and they beat the uh, Florida Panthers uh, the next game to end that road trip. And then they return home against the Kings, who are definitely amped up to play that game. Uh, and uh, actually, they beat Tampa. They lost to Carolina. Then they beat Florida. And then they come back home to face L.A. They lose to the Kings 3-1. And I said this on Twitter. If you watch that Kings-Oilers game, Jimmy, on Wednesday night, like I said, nobody. If you want the the you want the blueprint, how to defend McDavid and Drysital, watch what the Kings did uh, against them on Wednesday night. They were spectacular. So Edmonton will be looking to bounce back from that loss. What do you think of that one, Jimmy? Vegas and Edmonton Saturday night, one of the marquee games. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one, and I think it's not the best time for Vegas to uh, be getting them bouncing off a loss like that. Also, Vegas is kind of. You know, settled down. Uh, they won. They won one nine in a row, and now they've lost two. Is that it? Two in a row. So, two in a row, and then they beat Arizona last. And then night. they beat Arizona, right? So they haven't really been that great. Uh, big deal. You beat Arizona. Um, this is. I like this spot for Edmonton. I really do. Um, as far as what you're talking about, LA showing the blueprint to do that. What did you think of the whole Edler stuff? And uh, a lot of people talking about that. And yeah. I, look, I'm like, I. It is what it is, man. You know, like that's that's the way it goes. Like, and I get it, but a lot of people upset about it. Yeah, I didn't like it, but at the same time, and plus Hyman has a history with Edler. Edler did a really bad knee knee to knee collision with Hyman last year or two years ago, Vancouver and Toronto. Mm -hmm. I remember that game, and so there's some past history there. And they didn't like that it was McDavid that was on the receiving end of that. Uh, I've seen a lot worse. I'll put it that way. I've seen a lot worse, but I understand why they're making a big deal. If that's not McDavid, they're not making a big deal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way it is. Yeah. It's number 97. That's going to have everybody a little extra sensitive. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, On the Edmonton Oilers side of the fence. Uh, No question about that. And you definitely saw that after uh, that game. All right, there we go. I think we'll wrap the show up. Uh, Great to hear from Jimmy Murphy. Once again, he'll be on with us once a week, usually on Fridays. It'll be, uh, unless there's a, a Friday that pops up where uh, Jimmy's busy, but we'll try to get him on Fridays every uh, week. And plus the nice thing about you, you being on Fridays, Jimmy, is it's usually a lighter card. So we can just shoot the ship back and forth about the league in general and uh, certain teams. Yep. No doubt. Uh, enjoy your wine. Enjoy your uh, vino. And before we <laughs> wrap it up, though, uh, we want to remind everybody, patreon.com uh, slash ice guys, $10 a month. Make sure you sign up there for all kinds of bonus content. Uh, best bets. Now, Jimmy, you're obviously on just once a week, so you can pick any game. Uh, you can pick the LA Vancouver game tonight, or you can pick anything from Saturday uh, for best bet for you for the show today. What What do you want? What do you like? I'm, I'm going to be bold. I'm going. The best bet is the Ottawa Senators to stop the Devils. 
There you go. The streak ends at 11, according to Jimmy Murphy for the All New right. Jersey Devils. A bold call at plus 105, the current price right now. The, the, Ottawa the, senator, senators. the Senators are currently being blessed in a Catholic church in Ottawa right now. God is on their side, and they will take down Satan tomorrow. There you go. I like the devil <laughs> reference there. Uh, absolutely. Plus 105. There you go. A little stunner. Ottawa to knock off the devils and snap their win streak on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Jimmy with his best bet. My best bet's going to be uh, over six and a half tonight in the uh, Kings and the uh, Canucks game. It's the only bet I like in that game. Uh, I don't love the spot for L.A. To, to back them. And I don't trust Vancouver enough to back them. So I do think we'll see goals both ways. Uh, in this one, though, uh, L.A. Vancouver over six and a half for my best bet for this Friday card. And that's a wrap for the Ice Guys. We thank Jimmy uh, for Murphy for joining us. Like I say, he'll be with us weekly throughout the season. Everyone in the YouTube chat, thanks for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday for a loaded Saturday NHL card on the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 